communities. Mm. Isolation is your worst enemy when you are in the midst of a spiral of depression. It is your worst enemy because when you isolate yourself, the only thing you can think about is what's in your head. And then the more you ruminate on that, it's just going to, that's what's going to come to fruition because that's all you're ruminating on. Mm -hmm. But if you have community and people around you who really do care about you, they'll be able to speak that life into you. So I think surrounding yourself, not just with anybody, because I can put myself in a group with anybody, but it has to be people who challenge you to look at situations differently and aren't just going to let you wallow in your misery. Mm. Hey y'all, welcome back to Boundaries and Grace. I'm Taylor Chandler. And I'm here with my girl, Jaylen, my friend and fellow therapist. And she has so much for you, y'all. She's going to talk to you about how to let your inner bad bitch out. Let's just go ahead and get that one on the table. So she gets into that and does a so such a good job breaking that down. But she also talks to us about some really personal experiences that she has had. Um, some difficult experiences that she's had. We talk about sexual violence, talk about community and the importance of that and healing. We talk about therapy and what you might be able to do now if you're not ready to start your therapy journey. So that's really just a nugget of what she's bringing to the table. So just sit back and enjoy what Jalen has for you today. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Jalen, tell us what you do. Tell What do you do and why are we talking? How do we know each other? Okay, so well, I do two things technically now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I do beauty influencing. Um, I'm a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And I also am a mental health therapist. Which is how me and Taylor know each other because we were in the same master's program. Yes. <laughs> I don't even remember now. Were we in the same cohort? You came af- one year after No, me. I was after you. It feels like we were in the same, like it feels like we were in class together, but we weren't. I guess, I think it's just because of the time after, like time outside of class and stuff. It feels like Probably. we were there like at the same, well, like in the same classes, but I, we weren't. Now that I don't think we, I think we only had one class together like once. We never actually had class together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like that. It doesn't feel like that at all. But yeah, that is how we know each other. Um, Okay. So yes, you're a makeup artist and you are a therapist. Jay Lynn's Instagram, which I'm going to tag in the show notes, is insane. I You have legitimately one of my favorite accounts ever. I love it. Like, it's just, it's so entertaining to me. And like, I'm someone who, and you know, like, I'm not like up in Ulta and Sephora every weekend, but I just appreciate like the artistry is so serious. Like, I love when people do something that I can't do and like you do it so well and you do it so creatively and and I, you, you definitely have one of my favorite Instagrams I've ever seen. So 
And I think that's a big misconception too. I don't be in Sephora or Ulta every week, every two weeks, mm -hmm. every three weeks. I rarely go to them places because when I go, I spend too much damn money. Okay. <laughs> so. But like, you know, like, like, but I'm not like, I don't, I don't have all of the makeups. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like you got the whole, you have the whole thing. You got the whole set up. You have it all. I, I do. You do. Okay, I and I I love it. So, um, oh, you definitely fun. have to look at her Instagram page and see what's going on because it is crazy. It's just stuff that I've never seen. So, how did you even learn? How did you learn it? I never, I've never asked you that. Like, how did you like learn how to do those kind of like special effects type of like what? How did you learn how to do it? So, funny thing is <laughs> the first special effects look I ever did was in the Halloween series last year. That is crazy. Because you know <laughs> yeah. I was in the Halloween situation. Yeah. I remember I was at your place and it wasn't Halloween yet, but you were showing mm -hmm. me like, oh, this is what I'm going to post. It was seven days, right? It was seven days of Halloween. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. And literally, literally how it happened was like, I was like, okay, I want to do something different. Mm -hmm. I want to push myself to a new limit to see what I can do. And literally, I looked at a picture and I was like, I mean, I think I can do that. And then I just recreated yeah. it. No, you are like, definitely, it's, it's just such natural talent. It's crazy. And for something that I think, like, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, my God, that looks so difficult for you to be able to just, like, look at a picture of something and be able to just do it. Like, I just... It's just a natural gift. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's literally how special yeah. effects came. And then I just ran with it. Yes. It it was like, like, and then it got fun because it's so intricate. Yeah. And like I, my brain has to work in a different way. But okay, so like, do I put this here to make this look more real? Yeah. Like, it's way more effort than just doing regular everyday eye look. Yeah. I mean, you you were like a whole avatar creature kind of thing. It was like a whole blue blue person. Um, so it's really really cool. So I I love all of that. Um, okay, how does that like? How do those things make sense for you? Like to be super into this, like super into makeup, super into like helping other people feel great physically and externally, and then also as a mental health therapist. Like how do how are how do you do both? How does that make sense? So, I when I, when I was in the program, I was literally trying to make sense of this mm -hmm. when I was in Method. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you really love this beauty and you love helping people. How, how are you mending those two together? Because I can't be one without the other. Yeah. So, it's like, when I come to beauty, because self-esteem is like a really big thing of, for me mm -hmm. and self-love. And I think that a lot of times people do use makeup to like shield and hide themselves, mm -hmm. but it also on the other side, it helps to build them and so that they can see different aspects of themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it can have a twofold. Um, but I tend to focus more on the bringing your confidence up more like you can be looking raggedy, but still be cute. But then put that makeup on and be a bad bitch. Okay, right? look, I'm one of those people. All right, <laughs> I'm her. I can look raggedy, but I also know 
that a bad bitch is in this bitch, okay? Exactly. <laughs> but I think that um, a part of like knowing that that internal bad bitch is in you, even if you feel like today is not my yes. best day, no, like. Today may not be my best, my best day, but I'm a bad bitch regardless. Come through, right? bad bitch is in you. This, uh, let me ask you this: yeah. does, does everybody have a bad bitch, or do you have like, do you have to create an alter ego, like you have to create a Sasha Fierce for yourself, or like, do, does everybody have a bad bitch, or do only some people no, have a bad every, bitch? You don't what have is to it? Create an alter ego. Okay. Your bad bitch is already in there. You just have to find her. Okay. Okay. So, you have to give her the space to come up. How does one do that? How does someone give space, make space for their their inner bad bitch to come out? Where? How do you like, get? How do you get to her? Like it for me. For, I'll talk about me. I can talk yes. about nobody else. It took me a minute to figure out how to just let her be. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought it was like a bad bitch. Like oh, I'm cute. That's right. But That's right. Traumas also impacted my ability to let that bad mm. bitch just ride and just mm. like here. So yeah. it took me having to like just sit and recognize the things I've been through mm-hmm. and knowing that those things have shaped that bad bitch. Can you say more like, about that? <laughs> like I'm very transparent about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been raped twice mm-hmm. by two people who one in Arizona and he was a really good friend and one out here, and mm-hmm. I was talking to him. And so because of, like, the race, I already thought that before that, that all men wanted me was for sex. Mm-hmm. So I had this uh, uh, idea that, yeah, I'm cute because niggas want to fuck me. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I didn't, like, believe that I was cute and beautiful because of me. Yeah. Yeah, and that I'm just good all by myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit and think, like, what did these traumas really bring to the table? Like, mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. I wouldn't be the person I am today mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have, especially the second one. If that second one didn't happen. I wouldn't have fell into depression. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't fall into depression, I wouldn't have tried to commit suicide. And if I didn't try and commit suicide, I would have never found beauty. Mm. It would have, ne- none of that would have happened. So you, you, um, you just connected those like situations in like a real fluid way. Mm-hmm. Cause you have like this aerial view and this, like this, yeah, I mean, really an aerial perspective, I guess, is really just what I'm trying to say, like where you're able to see how one thing led to another, led to another, led to another. But for someone who hasn't had the maybe the time, the awareness, the resources to mm-hmm. be able to like take that viewpoint and be able to see, because you're, you're giving us like, you're giving us the hero story, right? But like when you're in yeah. it, it don't feel like that. So no. like, what, how does someone, when they're, when they're in it, how do you get perspective? Community. Mm. Isolation is your worst enemy when you are in the midst of a spiral of depression. It is your worst enemy because when you isolate yourself, 
the only thing you can think about is what's in your head. And then the more you ruminate on that, it's just going to, that's what's going to come to fruition because that's all you're ruminating on. Mm -hmm. But if you have community and people around you who really do care about you, they'll be able to speak that life into you. So I think surrounding yourself, not just with anybody, because I can put myself in a group with anybody, but it has to be people who challenge you to look at situations differently and aren't just going to let you wallow in your misery. Mm. But still validate those feelings like, yeah, I know this shit is hard. Mm-hmm. But what we can't do is sit on the couch and eat ice cream for okay. 18 hours. Not for 18. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I hear so you. So you have to find that community. And mm-hmm. I think when you find that community, it'll be easier to look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself about where you actually are. Because if he's like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. No, you're not. Stop. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell yourself that you're okay if you're not. Mm -hmm. Let yourself be upset. Let yourself be hurt. You don't have to just move on and forgive right away. You can be mad. And I think people feel like I need to just get over it Mm -hmm. and move on that they don't let, let themselves sit in that feeling. For sure. For sure. Like we try to rush the feelings away. Yeah. How does trauma like how does trauma cage up this inner bad bitch? Like is it is it insecurity? Is it what is it? What is trauma doing to this inner bad bitch? Like to keep her down? Like what what's happening? Yeah. Can you break it the mental process down? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that trauma does to keep the inner bad bitch down mm-hmm. is feed you lies. Mm. I felt that and in my heart. I felt it in my heart because she's right. <laughs> she's right. Yes. Your trauma is going to feed you lies that look like truth because they mirror your reality. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm what when I was in well I'm still dealing with it. Trauma doesn't just go away that easily. Right. But I have times where I'll be like, all niggas want to do is fuck me. And then my trauma's like, yeah, you're right. All niggas do want to fuck me. Because mm-hmm. look at A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And look at all the niggas you found after this. Mm-hmm. That all just validate the fact that you just want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. And your trauma will keep saying that and reminding you, yes, this is true because this happened. If people didn't just want you for that, this wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so it feeds those lies constantly to you, which then when those lies keep getting fed, you're like, ooh, let me just shrink myself. Let me yeah. just not be seen. Let me hide. Yeah. Let me not be the person I'm called to be because my trauma says this about who mm-hmm. I am. My trauma says this about me. My trauma says this about me. I like the way that you put that because there are different mm-hmm. voices. That you and you have to choose which voice you're paying attention to. So community really helps you. Did you go to therapy about this? About all these things? I did. Okay. I um I am also currently in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll be very transparent. After the first rape, I did not go to therapy. I did not tell nobody. Mm-hmm. I told well, I told my best friend and she was like, What you wanna do? I said, I just wanna forget this happened. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I created the switch of turning off my emotion. Mm-hmm. And when I say it was a light switch, it's like, yeah. 
the moment I turned it, feelings were gone. I had a roster of 19 men. I'm not playing with y'all. <laughs> like, and, and let me just roster. highlight real quick before you even go on. Um, I'm just going to call that what it is, which is a trauma response. You agree? Yeah. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, I was not dealing with any type of feelings. Mm-hmm. I was not letting nobody in. Um, and it took my best friend seeing without me even telling her how I was handling the trauma. Be mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the hell you doing, mm-hmm. but we ain't going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to get my shit together. Was it the 18 so, hours of ice cream? Was it, was it that? No, I was um, having sex with whoever wanted to have sex. With oh, well, okay. That, that kind of ice cream. Got it. Got yeah. It. That, Got it. That kind Got of it. Ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, that's how mm-hmm. I decided to handle it. Yeah. And so it took me three years to be able to flip the switch back on. Yeah. And then I got out here and after the second race, I was in the middle of practicum seeing clients. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in grad school. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we cannot do what we did last time. Mm-hmm. You need to go to therapy. Yeah. So I went to therapy at the school it wasn't helpful because also being a therapist, I know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't like being questioned. Okay. <laughs> Ironic. Like, and if I don't want to talk about something, I know exactly how to word something to get you off my back. Okay. And if you don't know me, you ain't going to be able to see through whatever bullshit statement I done gave you. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't actually helpful because I wasn't vulnerable. Being honest. Yeah. And so then, like, depression got worse, and I started having suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. and my parents knew nothing about any of this yet. Yeah. And my therapist was, like, probably the one helpful thing. She was like, you need to tell them. Okay. When you get home. And so then, after the suicide attempt, when I went back to Arizona, I told them Mm -hmm. everything, and that was probably the biggest, like, relief, because I didn't feel like I had to carry it. Yeah. all by myself anymore yeah. and my dad was like if that therapist isn't working for you you you're going to end therapy with her you're going to find a new therapist mm-hmm. you need to be on medication we're going to get you on medication like okay. you're not about to keep being in this cycle and feeling like you have to do everything by yourself mm-hmm. and so that was helpful and then I stopped once I graduated I stopped therapy mm-hmm. And then I had a whole incident where I decided to have sex with my ex out of revenge okay. in January. And I was like, time to call my therapist. Oh, that, didn't, that didn't feel good. So I'm going to go to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because yeah. like I, the moment it happened when I, when I was looking him in the eye, mm-hmm. I felt the evil come over me. Mm. Hey y'all, it's me. I'm here without Jalen for just a second. Okay, I have a free workshop coming up in January. I'm going to put that link in the show notes below. If you want to sign up to come, please do. I'm sure it's going to fill up fast. So make sure you do that by the time this episode comes out. I don't know how many spots are already going to be gone. So check it out and see if it's still open. And if not, I have a paid workshop, a two-day workshop also in January, where I'm going to be talking about all of the things, codependency, trauma bonds, boundaries, letting go, attachment styles, 
positive thinking, all of it. Okay. So if you can't get into the free workshop, it's okay. There is going to be a second round, which will be even better with even more information and time to interact with others who are on the same wave as you. All right, back to it. On the inside of my head, I was like, I'm about to fuck the shit out of you and fuck up your whole life. Okay. That was was in my head. I was like, ooh, you're time, you time. It's time to go to therapy. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't do that. So then I got back in therapy and I have a new therapist who challenges the daylights out of me. Yeah. And pushes me to actually think about things differently. And I appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. If someone wasn't ready to go to therapy or maybe they feel that they don't have like the resources to do it, is there something you can think of that they can do on their own like today that would move them closer to getting what you got? I think the first step would be like writing out your hurt. Okay. Like, and making it plain mm-hmm. so you can see it. Like, what are you hurt about? What has hurt you? What traumas have you had? And not all traumas is you've been sexually assaulted, yeah. you've been molested. You can have the trauma of having a friendship go sour. You can have traumas over your family relationship. Like, there's yeah. so many different levels of traumas. Yes. So... Don't take the word trauma and be like, oh, well, I've never had anything like that. If you are hurt by it and it is impacted how you move, it's a trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I like that definition. Yeah. So if you write out those, write out those things that have hurt you and have made you move differently mm-hmm. and acknowledge them, mm-hmm. be aware of them. Because awareness is key. Yes. If you ain't aware, ain't nothing that we can do. Issue, we can't do nothing. You, <laughs> yeah. You, you that's ain't it. Gonna fix nothing. That's it. We over here shrugging our shoulders like boop. That's the. I mean, we, we, we. There's nothing. There's nothing that you can do if you don't have awareness. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it's so important. You have to be aware. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of your flaws. You have to be aware of your triggers. Awareness. Awareness. In gold red letters. Yeah. And sometimes you can just be aware that something's not right. Something's not exactly. right. Exactly. So and I'll give you an example. Like I was in a <laughs> this was one of my this is one of one of my bad one of my badder, worser relationships. Uh one thing about that relationship in particular, this one that I'm thinking of, was my unawareness of myself. And like I didn't have like my freezer was empty, for example. Like, my fridge was, like, low. My I was waking up later than I normally would. Those are only three things. I could really honestly give you a list of 50. If that, I mean, I really, really could. There were, there, were, there were that many and more things that weren't, that were, like, off about me. Those are, like, three just easy, like, kind of, like, superficial things. Like, not even the internal stuff, right? But my lack of my lack of consciousness of myself in that time, because a toxic situation can 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 pull you into unawareness. Like I was I considered myself an aware person. okay, And but you can get caught up with the wrong types of people. And all of a sudden you in a daze for months, years. You don't know. And you and, and, and you 
can lose track of yourself. Um, so like in that situation for me, I had become, I had gone into a, a, a phase of unawareness. Well, I'll put it like that. I've gone into an awareness. So I didn't even notice myself. I didn't like Mm -hmm. those things about like, Oh, like how I was eating, like eating so little, so much less than normal or waking up later and my day became shorter, you know, those kinds of things I wasn't aware of. So until yeah, that's just a, that's one of so many examples, but it's so yeah. important to have that awareness. And I think a part of that is trusting and believing mm-hmm. yourself when you are able to recognize that something's off. Yeah. Because yeah. your trauma will come back in when you're like, something feels off, something's not right about the situation. Mm. And I'll be like, no, that's just you. That's yeah. just you. It ain't yeah. the situation. It's you. And that will keep you in there because you're like, well, is it me or is mm-hmm. something really wrong here? Because yeah. that was like my big thing with my ex. Because when things started going south, like I knew before it started going south, it just wasn't going to work out. Right. But we always do. Like, it don't take go, going all the way down like, the cliff. You you, you know. Yeah. Then trauma like, <laughs> came in and was like, uh, that's just you. You don't trust me. Yeah. Like, is it really him? And I was like, Oh, you know, you got a point there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's not him. Let me just give him the, the floor. I want to trust him so bad. I want to trust him and I want this to be different. So I'm just going to listen to trauma right now. And it's probably me. It wasn't me. Yeah. I was right. And if I would have just listened to myself, I would have been out of that situation. Yeah. Like Before of it like... could have gotten instead of rationalizing it away. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is such a big piece of, of it. Yeah. Is trusting I and agree. Believing yourself. And I would, I would combine that with something you said earlier. Um, you said this a couple of times in a couple of different ways already about sharing what's happening with other people, because we can feel like when we're in those situations and like your body knows something is off Something in you, like your mind knows something is off. Your heart knows something is off. But I know that for me, and maybe you maybe you relate to this, like mm-hmm. I think the shame of it being off and being in it, but knowing that the shit is off, like to me, like that that is sh- like it, it's something to be like I was ashamed of. So I wasn't telling people yeah. um, for fear of like how maybe someone might look at me or that it meant that I made bad decisions or that I was, you know, some way in some way like on that person's level because they were shitty. So maybe because I'm with you, that must mean something about me. Um, Mm -hmm. All of those kinds of things, whether we're, whether, you know, I'll speak for myself. I wasn't conscious of those kinds of, that like cognitive process at that time when I was in it, but uh, became cognizant of it. But I, I think that like sharing what's happening when you have the inclination, when you have like the feeling that something is wrong that that urge to keep it silent is 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 exactly what you should not do. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got to risk looking crazy, you know, having people that you can trust to say, like, look, this person like, you know, last week, this, this, that, that happened. Like, what do y'all think about it? Just to have like another set of eyes on it, because when you're in those situations, you're usually not like the best voice of reason, um, usually not the most rational mine so having people there that can support you and kind of like 
step in and I would say even like intercede for you when you mm-hmm. can't do it for yourself is really important. I couldn't agree more. I don't think I didn't verbalize because of shame. So I think, I think, well, I think you knew the shit that was happening. So like, mm-hmm. ever, like all my friends knew how I felt about it, mm-hmm. but my desire to do something so different mm-hmm. than I normally did in the past drove me to not even be able to recognize or see what was actually happening. Because I don't normally trust men. I'd be like looking yeah. at you sideways like, oh, uh. I, I get that. And like, mm-hmm. so I was like, uh, I'm not, mm-hmm. that's normally how I am. And then I'll cut you off like at the drop of a dime. Yeah. And because I was like, we can't be like this no more. Here he come. We gonna, we gonna try this. We gonna do something different. And I was laser focused on that. Wow. That yeah. I missed everything else that was happening around. And yeah. it was, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. And um, I, I 1000%, 1000% relate. Like that, like though having like a, a history of like these like off situations, you know, and not every single one, but like, you know, a, a, a significant pattern at least. And um, wanting to change it so bad. But I think that, I think that even that desire for me, like that desire to change even came out of like, not the healthiest place. Cause I was, I still wasn't accepting me for who I already was. It was like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. force myself to stick it out. Like I'm going to force myself to like accept you for everything that you have, all the bullshit, like you can do it here because now yeah. I'm practicing not being like, you know, hypervigilant maybe, you know, that to put it in short, like I'm practicing not being yeah. totally skeptical of you and, but doing it with someone who you should totally be skeptical of, <laughs> like who is not yeah. worth all of that. And it's like yeah. those relationships shrink that bad bitch. Shrinks the bad bitch. Let's get back to the bad like, bitch. Yes, and you're I, right. Like, because what yes. you said literally reminded me of that. Cause it's like, and a part of being that bad bitch is being your authentic self. And yeah. I didn't realize until I was talking to my friend Jasmine mm-hmm. that that relationship, I was not me. Yeah. I knew I couldn't be myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna be docile and quiet and be understanding and not you be cause no problems. Stuff. Not trying to cause yeah. no problems with someone who's just problematic. Like that other person is problem. Yeah. Like, like that's another part of I think is just a sign of your your body and something in you knowing that this person isn't a safe person, and that's why we feel like we have to turn like very small and very quiet. So I get that. Wow. Yeah. Um, mm, mm. thank god for growth okay thank god for growth (laughs) let's talk about dating let's talk about dating for a bit okay um i want to know what you think about the pressures that women especially so it's like okay mixed bag of people who like are are into for example if you go down to like my instagram page mixed bag mostly women Okay, but also a lot of men. What we're going to talk about, this is for women. 
this like this particular topic is for women. I just want to be clear for like who's listening. Um, I think that men can get a lot out of it, but I just want to be really specific that sometimes we just need to be very particular about who we're talking to. And this in particular mm-hmm. is for women. Um, so I want to know what you think about the pressures that women face as far as like, let's talk about external external like beauty standards or physical standards and like what your experience has been with that. Like, what does that question even mean to you? Man, (laughs) (laughs) what is an external factor for pressure? Mm. I feel like social media, even though it is so good and yes, I'm a beauty influencer. So my ass is on social media all the goddamn time. Mm -hmm. It is, a blessing and a curse Mm -hmm. because you are fed constantly these unrealistic expectations of what beauty is. And you have these women who spent thousands on thousands of dollars for this banging body and you're upset because you don't look like that. I'm like, well, baby, they look like you before they spent like Thirty grand. Like sometimes you're not ugly; you're just poor. Okay. Sometimes just poor. Okay. They look just like you, mm-hmm. or they probably still do, and just know how to Photoshop really well yeah. to make things look different. And I think being on social media for too long can really get you down on yourself. Because you like, I don't look like them. I don't look as flawless as them. Mm-hmm. My skin isn't as clear as them. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that they had to spend hundreds of dollars on dermatologists, skin make, skin care mm-hmm. um, products to get their skin that clear. They didn't just wake up like this. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the problem that nobody talks about that. That mm-hmm. I didn't just wake up like this. Which is why I tend to, at least on my stories, I try and show, like, my face about makeup. Yeah. I got hyperpigmentation. I got acne stars because a girl be picking at her pimples all the time. It's problematic. I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want people to see the real. Yeah. Like, I don't always have a full face of makeup on. Actually, not to put some of them. And I think people need to do that more. Of showing who they are without all the bells and whistles Mm -hmm. because all the bells and whistles is what makes these 15 year old girls be like i need to dress with this crop top and these skinny ass jeans with the cuts underneath my booty so that i can get a man to like you can do what you can get cups under your butt you can get cups Hmm? under your butt what what did you say you can get cups under your butt you know little jeans with a little cut cut in your butt why would you want your cuts under your butt? To what show your butt? With the cuts the butt? I don't get on the fashion. I don't get on the fashion nova. I don't okay, even well, know. I'm curvy, so they stuff be working for me. But yeah, they got all them things with the little rips in the booty. Okay, so, I didn't know that this was a, like, a fad. Yeah. This is a fad that y'all do. Y'all got cuts in your butt. <laughs> that don't sound. That doesn't sound right. But okay, I hear you. I do hear you. Um, yeah, social media for sure plays a plays a factor or plays a role plays a role is a factor in things like that mm-hmm. um i think a lot of things honestly are are in people's minds i think i think a lot of things are in people's minds 
Um, yeah, well, the only way you can be get that down on yourself is if you already have that thought in your head. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're not pretty enough, your body isn't good enough already. Yeah. And then you see all this stuff on Instagram, social media, out in the world. All it's going to do is reinforce those thoughts. So you're going to be even more harder on yourself because everything you see is just reinforcing those negative thoughts you have about yourself. Yeah. Like that, like there has to be like an originating thought for these kinds of like other negative thoughts to stick to. Otherwise it would just, it, it wouldn't really cross your mind or you know, yeah, if you stick. saw that, you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh, she got a mm-hmm. cute little bang body. But you'd be like, okay, but I like my body. Yeah. You're just going to go about your life. But if you already are like, I hate my body, I look like an Oompa Loompa, oh. uh, I'm just so ugly, then you seeing all that, you're going to be like, see, I'm an Oompa Loompa because she looks like a Coke bottle. <laughs> An Oompa Loompa. You know, for all my Oompa Loompa ladies out there, it's okay. Not everybody is... Any, I don't know how I was going to finish that sentence. Y'all people call each other Oompa Loompas? You people call themselves okay, Oompa Loompas? Okay, nobody calls you that. That's the word I say, okay? <laughs> I'm like, let me rescue my people who think that they look like Oompa Loompas because nobody really looks like an Oompa Loompa. That's not something that... Is a familiar, that's not a familiar visual for me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Comparisons. Comparisons. Because most people, I mean, like COVID, COVID's happening right now. And um, dating for the most part for a lot of people is on halt. Um, If it's not, go ahead and think about halting it. Okay. Just kind (laughs) of give it a break. Give it a rest. You can wait. Um, But, you know, and let's talk like normal, normal dating circumstances. Um, I don't know, mm-hmm. like, I think that the way that someone carries themselves, like someone's presence, someone's confidence matters so much more than mm-hmm. um, than your physical appearance. Now, I will say this, though, because let it not be lost on anybody, that I do not think that that means do whatever, like, like kind of just let yourself just kind of be raggedy. I get, That's kind of how I got to say it, be raggedy yeah. or be sloppy. Like, that to me... Um, is a is often like a a reflection of how you feel about yourself. So if somebody really, you know, if you feel like you're not worth the time to do whatever it, whatever it is that makes you feel that could make you feel good, then I think that that's also concerning. I say that to say it's not necessarily a noble thing to say. Oh, I don't care about my physical appearance. Um, like you can mm-hmm. have a healthy balance. It doesn't have to be this like like self centered or like arrogant thing um you know it's just it's just just one way that you're taking care of yourself that's how I look at it you know like not relying on those yeah, things no. but like also allowing yourself to like take pleasure in like liking the way that you look if like however that is you know yeah I think that was my point. I think that some people don't look at it as self-care mm-hmm. like me doing my makeup is self-care. Yeah. It is a time for me to be to myself and recoup. I don't have to think about the troubles of the world. I'm just thinking about what color eyeshadow I want to put on. That's all. Just what and color. And then having fun <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And then getting your nails done. I don't have my nails done, and I just because I want them done. But for a while, that was self-care of 
every two weeks going to the nail salon. Mm-hmm. Get my nails done, relaxing, being in the smell of nail polish was just so <laughs> it for me. But yes. those things can be self-care, getting your hair done. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you feel your best and is relaxing can be self-care. Yes. I agree. I agree. Do that. So, like, when it comes to internal beauty, so, like, that side of you, like, this, like, the mental health side, what's your equivalent? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the equivalent to you of getting your hair done, getting your nails done, like, putting on makeup when you feel like it, you know, like, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that equivalent on the mental health side? Therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. Therapy. But also giving yourself and allowing yourself the mm-hmm. time to just be and sit and not have to think about anything. Put on a TV show and just sit. Yes, Real Housewives. Let your mind out. calm down. Your mind does not need to be on a hundred all day a day. Mm-hmm. Like, let yourself be and sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. Okay. You people need to sleep. <laughs> like, that's important. That is very. That's really really important. Because people sleep be on is... this no sleep game. Okay. You I don't know who's on that. Game. I don't know those people. Like, I'm not. I'm not there. I'm bed. I'm. I'm in bed at like nine thirty now. I'm asleep. Okay. Nine thirty. Ten o'clock. I'm not I'm there at, yet. I'm trying to get I know, there. Look, but... it's nice. I'm like. I'm feeling. I'm good. Because I, I wake up early. Like I like early mornings. Plus, like with COVID and stuff, I'm like, where am I gonna be? Like, I'm gonna. I'm just take myself to sleep. Get my little eight hours. I like a little eight. Okay. That's yes. that's so, nice for me. Sleep. Um. I'm thinking something else. I do mentally. I think. A big part of like self beauty and mental is recognizing your emotions. Mm-hmm. And I know people don't normally know how to recognize their emotions. They should be like, Oh, I'm just mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just sad. Oh, I'm just this. Mm-hmm. Like being able to recognize and pinpoint an emotion and where it's coming from mm-hmm. and letting that feeling actually just exist. And not pushing it away is a form of mental (laughs) self-care because you're letting yourself actually feel what the hell you feel. Mm -hmm. I like that. People do that. It's shocking. I mean, I'm, it's not shocking. because I, I know. I know. That's why I let you just say, like, I know it's not shocking to you. Like, it's literally. No, I'm like, I'm just I'm like, to do this. Yeah, it's not shocking at all. But we are in a movement to more awareness, I think, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. As, like, a whole, as a people. I especially think that Black people are, um, in, in particular, are, are in that movement. And we're finding it... Um, we're just, it's just becoming more of a conversation of like what you need to do to take care of your mind, your body, mm-hmm. just like overall wellness. It's, it's just, a, it's just the conversation right now. So it's awesome that like, that you help people do both, you know? Mm. Oh, nobody can see me can see that I was smiling. <laughs> She's smiling. She's smiling. They'll see you on Instagram. Is there anything else that you want to share today about anything that we've talked about or not talked about? Just be your best self. Yeah. 
don't let nobody tell you who you are. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. And grow. Growth is the best thing. Yeah. I like that. We'll wrap on that. Thank you. You're welcome. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed you. <laughs> Y'all, that wraps up this episode with my girl, Jaylen. I hope you enjoyed it. Please take a minute to rate, review, and share this podcast with someone who you think might be able to benefit from it. Thanks, y'all, and I'll see you next time.